both acts make a mockery of the game. Well, that's what we do too. I mean, in fairness. Yeah, your, your job is literally to make a mockery <laughs> of the game. This podcast is a podcast making a mockery of the game. <laughs> it's time for the podcast. I see you found episode 9 of the Dirty Tackle podcast. I'm Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com. We're going to have a good time here. So sit back, relax, and pour yourself a tall glass of mayonnaise. Mm. Let it run down your body as you chug it. Feels good, doesn't it? Joining us are my two co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Bailey and Sir Theonel Messi. Ryan, how are you and what are you wearing? I'm very good today. I love this sensual tone we've started <laughs> off with as well, Brooks. It's lovely. I'm just uh, chugging down the last of my uh, my uh, mayonnaiseita. Mayonnaiseita. That's what I'm calling it, which I'm delicious. Doing at the Sounds. Wonderful. Anyway, uh, what am I wearing? I'm wearing just a plain black T-shirt at the moment. But about an hour ago, I was wearing my England 2010 goalkeeper jersey, the old Rob Green "Let It Through Your Legs" job. Uh, I'm not wearing it anymore because I spilt my dinner down it. Oh. But I'm wearing it in light of the fact that England have played some games in the past seven days. Haven't won any of them, but hey, they've what played can you some do? games. Setting <laughs> that bar high. Football. They've played games. With, and no discernible good goalkeeping in any of them. Woohoo. Well, the U20s have done well. <laughs> They're World Cup champions. Yeah, they won a World Cup. Why are English people not more into the fact that the U20s have won the World Cup? You win one World Cup every 50 years. I feel like you guys yeah. should celebrate this. There should this be a parade. A more. I got a little bit excited about this, and then I looked at the previous winners of the World Cup, and it's like every two years, the under 20 World Cup, I should say. And there's some, there's like some Brazils in there, there's some Frances in there, but then you've got like Ukraine have won it recently and stuff <laughs> like that. And then I think. Wait, this doesn't translate at all. All these players are going to be at Vitesse in a year or two, so let's not get too excited. Well, you beat the golden generation. Yeah, you beat mighty Venezuela. I mean, how can you not be happy about that? Baseball. Hey, Venezuela is up and coming. <laughs> don't hurt. Don't hate. Clearly over the moon. That's why I was wearing my England jersey right up until I spilt um, my mayonnaise arita on it. <laughs> mm. Okay, Theo Messi. How are you? What are you wearing? I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm again. This is two episodes in a row, but I'm wearing nothing of, of football merit. Oh, um, I just came from a lovely meal with with Mrs. Theonel Messi. That's not my. <laughs> that's not my wife. That that's my mother. Um, Mama Theo. But I am holding. Mama Theo. I am holding a 2014 high vis Barclays Premier League match ball. Why are you just so walking around week- holding balls all the time? This is two weeks in a row. I'm holding something, <laughs> so that's good. Brooks. What are you holding? Theo, this isn't show and tell, by the way. Yeah. Wear something next week. Jesus. All right. So I've run out of clothes. To, to make up for these two sorry efforts from my co-host, I have gone all out. So go, go on uh, Dirty Tackle's Instagram to see my outfit tonight. But I am wearing the U.S. 2014 Bomb Pop kit. Bomb it's, Pop. It looks Bomb ridiculous. Pop. And to, to bring it to another level, I am also wearing the matching bathing suit. Hurley that year made no. a matching bathing suit, the same exact pattern. And it looks absurd. So I put it on the Instagram, so check it out. And, uh, yeah, it's... Are you going, like, skimboarding at the Jersey Shore later? I, I might. I might, just because <laughs> I, I feel ready. I'm ready for summer. America! I mean, they got that big draw against uh, with Mexico. And uh, it's time to go. 
Now, Brooks, I'm familiar with this kit, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for anything Hurley back from my loving Blink-182 back in the day. But um, <laughs> what is a bomb pop? Is that like a snack from your American childhood? It is. You guys didn't have bomb pops in, no. in England? No? No, so, okay, like so they just had we bomb shelters. It was basically the colors there are like the treacle or the French colors. We wouldn't put that in our mouths. <laughs> That's a good point. So the bomb pop is basically a giant popsicle shaped like a rocket. And it had the blue layer, the white layer, and the red layer, all different kind of flavors. And did you have to have them on July Fourth? And while you're watching, all through the summer, it was a magical right. frozen sugar rush. It was just excellent for breakfast every breakfast, single morning. Lunch and dinner, so you could just get up, run around the beach, yeah. terrorize innocent children. It was fantastic. Exactly. I love America. Wow, I'm going to Walmart later to buy me some bomb pops. There you go. Exactly. And to help fund your bomb pop revelation, Ryan. We once again ask people to consider contributing to our patreon.com slash dirty tackle fund. We need to keep this show afloat. Your support will help us make the absolute best podcast we possibly can. And as a show of our gratitude, we're offering a number of great rewards for anyone who chips in. If you contribute at the $5 level, you'll get a longer version of the show each week with our DT Extra Time segment. We talk about some fun stuff and keep the good times rolling. It's, it's the best segment. It's, by it's far. easily the best segment. And that's a low it's bar, so that's not really saying something. <laughs> True Eye is pretty good, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 but not quite as good. So that's the $5 level. At the $10 level, we'll give you a shout-out on this show, and we'll talk about how amazing you are. So everyone who listens... Even if you're not. Even if you're not. So everyone who listens will know what an exceptional human being you are. But we're also open to other reward ideas. So if you have any, let us know. DirtyTackle at gmail.com. Drop us a line. And again... To contribute, go to patreon.com slash tackle, and if you do, we will love you for forever and beyond. We'll give you all the mayonnaise you can drink. Yeah, we'll love you really hard with mayonnaise. All right, so with that out of the way, it's time for our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Guys, who deserved a Dirty Tackle this week? Ryan, let's start with you. Brooks, I'm going straight for literal dirty tackles in a story that I found this week. Uh, it is Calcio Storico Fiorentino. Does that mean anything to any of you guys? That does. I actually know what that is. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I, it might have been a game you played not so long ago. Well, it, it translates to historic Florentine football. Basically, this, this is a game of football that combines soccer with fighting your uh, violence is actively encouraged so it's a bit like ice hockey but it's interesting so it's not like ice hockey um and there was a game recently uh, in this florentine football <laughs> which takes place in a uh, fiorentina area i would presume uh, where riot police were called Florence. to a match <laughs> it's called it's called fiorentina land actually riot police were called to a match at, at a game in fiorentina land where uh, a player punched the referee and there was a 40 man brawl and there's images of this game that, that are up online at the moment it looks like hunger games for muscly old men basically <laughs> Uh, it's absolutely terrifying. Mm. This game that uh, particularly they were talking about in this news article was abandoned after 15 minutes. So I'm not going to criticize this. I'm just going to say that is dirty tackles in their purest essence. <laughs> so actually, Vice did a documentary about that game not too long ago, and it was really good. So if you're not familiar with it, I highly recommend checking that out because it explains it really well, and it shows them actually playing. And it's absolutely insane. It's like rugby, but more violent. It's really crazy. Yeah, it's like all the all the sweaty old men tackling each other that you could ever want to watch in a. Yeah, it's like neighborhood versus neighborhood, and they're all just like in this. The game takes forever to play, 
and it just looks like absolute torture. It's crazy. Dirty Tackle is going to actually make a trip. We're going to play. <laughs> From what I can see, it's just one entire field of sexual frustration. That's all I see. <laughs> yes. I think that's a big part of it. That's what drives the game. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> all right, Theo, what's your Dirty Tackle of the Week? I'm Dirty Tackling one of the softest-looking footballers in the world, Antoine Greasy Man, oh. with the with the cell phone celebration. Um, Drake. So he did two. Drake wannabe. Yeah. Hotline bling. You used to count me yeah, on your Hotline cell bling. Phone. That one. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, Gabriel Jesus has like the Aloe May thing. But surely know, Ronaldinho cool. was doing that at least 10 years ago. He was, but he was doing the prostitutes, please call me and we'll meet up after the game. Was his one like a landline with, uh, that was like connected yeah. to the wall maybe? It was the old rotary phone signal. <laughs> All good football celebrations are reiterations of, of past ones. It's kind of like fashion. Anyway, Theo, what's your beef? Cooler. What's your beef here? Okay, I'm going to kill Antoine Griezmann. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to dirty tackle Antoine Griezmann. Um, so when the France camp meet up for this international break, he very, you know, on purposely did not congratulate Rafael Varane on his Champions League win. To me, you know, that's not okay. I know you have a rivalry at the club level, but you got to congratulate your man, even if he's your international teammate, especially if he's your international teammate. So that's one thing. The second thing is he's re-upped at Atletico Madrid till 2022. In the press release, he said he's looking forward to the next year at Atleti. Clearly, he's pulling Ronaldo. He's going to spend 12 more months there. He's lying left and right. He's disrespecting his international teammates. He's doing bad celebrations. (laughs) I have a problem with him. I'm going to tackle him in the face. Well, okay, let's break this down. So... The reason he stayed with Atleti in the first place was because of their transfer ban, and he felt that he couldn't leave them right Is now. Is it, though? That's what he says. Is it? Because he had Man United waiting, open arms waiting for him, and then he said, no, I'm going to stay. So their transfer ban, I think, is just one year, or is it two? It's until January. I think it's one. Until January. Just January. Okay. Not even a year. Not even a year. So next summer, he can. It's, it's over, and he can go, and they can bring in new players to replace him. So I feel like he's definitely going to go to Man U. Yeah. Uh, probably not in January because that's a tough, tough one to swing, but after this one year. so Now, Theo, I'm going to call you up on this dirty tackle a little bit, mainly on the Varane thing. For one, these guys are French, and the only way they communicate and congratulate each other anyway is just sort of a Gallic little shrug. Mm. That's all they do. That's, that's the way <laughs> well, the so this is the thing. He didn't even do that, though. Yeah, but this is the thing. So we, the shrug. we covered this on the, on the site, on dirtytackle.net. Uh, there's a video that the French Federation put out where Varane comes, comes into the camp on his first day, and everyone, literally everyone but Griezmann, congratulates him, hugs him, pats him on the back, and says, great job. And then at the Maybe dinner— Maybe they don't like each other. Maybe it's something else. Well, because he's sick of Real Madrid knocking him out, Griezmann is. So then at the dinner that night, the coach, Didier Deschamps— um, so he gives a little shout out to uh, Varane and says, great job. We have a uh, Champions League winner amongst us. And everyone at the table claps except for Griezmann. Like, looking the other way, he's totally ignoring it. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think it's outrageous. In modern football and, and just modern sport in general, like you saw uh, the other night when uh, Golden State Warriors won the championship. LeBron, the best player on the other team, walked straight to Kevin Durant, dapped about I don't think we did see that because we don't watch other sports here, Theo. Yeah, I have no idea what a Golden State Warriors is, by the way. That's a lower-level American soccer team. They're in the USL. <laughs> the US what? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, modern athletes, you know, we can we can be competitive on the field and All right, well, would you expect Gerard Piquet to stroll up to Sergio Ramos and give him a hug and a congratulations then? Yes, I would expect him to fake it. 
I don't know. I think a lot of this probably goes on. It just got picked up because it was on video. I'm not so sure about this. Isn't that all of the content that we discuss on the show? <laughs> That's pretty much true. We only discuss things we have evidence of, I suppose. <laughs> We're spinning hot takes. Fuck Griezmann. Brooks, who are you going to dirty tackle today? All right, so moving on to something that actually did happen. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's winning things left and right, and now he's topped Leo Messi once again in the tax evasion field. The one field you thought Messi had the upper hand in. The one thing you thought Messi had the upper hand, well, not so fast. Ronaldo's coming for every record. Um, Jeez. So a couple of years ago, Messi got found guilty of evading taxes with his father in Spain. Doesn't everybody? Why not? So uh, I think it was like $4 million they owed in back taxes that they evaded. Trump change. For him, yeah. Well, here comes Cristiano Ronaldo coming in hot. He says, okay, 4 million euros? How about 14 million euros I'm evading? 14 million. 14 million he's been accused That's of 10 evading. More. That's 10 more. That's, that's a big margin. That's not even close to Messi. He's exactly. like, I just jumped over your shit. And just MJ to be clear, style. he's only been accused at this point. So Messi's been found guilty, but Ronaldo's only been accused. So this is new and just, just breaking. Ronaldo, of course, refutes it. He says it's not true, as did Messi. But uh, how about Ronaldo just going for records left and right? He won't, he won't if, stop anywhere. If Ronaldo skates this at 10 million of a higher clip and doesn't get caught, he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> Don't at me. He's the greatest. Tax evasion goat. This, this is another one of those things where all, all, like every cool Spanish player has got one of those two-year Spanish prison sentences that you don't actually have to serve. There's going to be that <laughs> moment like a ticket. when they're in court, when Ronaldo's in court, and they're going to give the sentence over. It's like, oh, is it 24 months? Is it 25 months? What's he going to get? Is he going to get a month in prison? Oh. Well, th- this could oh, be tricky because so when the judge asks him, Cristiano, do you plead guilty? Are you guilty of this charge? Ryan, what what could be his response? Just his natural, immediate response to that question. Uh, the only thing I'm guilty of is being extraordinarily handsome. No, oh, no, no, no. He said, "Sir." Yeah, what did you say? Literally eight thousand times last week. How can you not remember? That was last week. We're past that. I set you up on a silver platter, and you missed it. He's. He's a numpty. Good I have no Lord. idea what you're talking Swing about. I dirty miss. tackle Ryan Bailey every single time. Oh, what a whiff. No! Griezmann, you're back in. Bailey. See! <laughs> All right, oh, so those boy. are our dirty tackles of the week. Uh, and by the way, we do not evade taxes here at Dirty Tackle. We, we pay our taxes. So no, don't, we pay all the taxes. Don't invest in us, please. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Attention, humans of football. We are the Video Assistant Referees Association. You have given us the job of safeguarding your game from your own human failings. We accept this task, but we also have demands. Number one, though your money is about as useful to us as a jar of multivitamins, we demand more of it than your human referees currently receive, just on principle. Number two, keep the tiny humanoids of Barcelona away from us. Number three, infinite wishes. If our demands are not met, we will be forced to go on strike and rise up against you, destroying your weak bodies with our laser cannons that you stupidly gave us. Ha 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 ha. You work for us now. We will not be merciful. That is all. Oh, one more thing. If you think we're going to work in the heat of Qatar, you have another thing coming. 
air conditioning or no air conditioning, we're not going there. Deal with it, losers. We are the robots. All right. <coughs> Let me try that. Whoa, whoa. Puberty. All right. Oh, True Aria. Has Ryan gone through puberty? No. Greg Brady. All right, ladies and gents, it's time for your favorite section of the Dirty Tackle podcast. It's a little old section I like to call... It's extra time? No, it's called... True Aria. Yes, indeed. The rules of this game are very simple. I'm going to read out some headlines or some statements. You're going to tell me whether they are true or false. Are you ready, gentlemen? Lies to the head. True and false. Okay, very well. First one for you here. Jordan Pickford, the young 23-year-old goalkeeper, once injured himself chasing a squirrel. True or false? (laughs) Say squirrel again for the listeners at home, please. Squirrel. Beautiful. I don't even remember the squirrel. question. What do you True, say? False, Hang on. How do you say care. it? How do you say it? No. Squirrel. Nope. Nope. You say it better. Just keep doing what you do. Is this one of those American things where like the way you say mirror, where you say it is one syllable, like mirror. Yeah. Mirror. Or aluminum. How many syllables in aluminum, Ryan? I, uh, I don't know that word. <laughs> squirrel. All right. We're talking about Jordan Pickford and squirrels. Answer my question. True or false? I, I false. S- I say true because Jordan Pickford sounds like the name of a dog, so true. <laughs> hey, boy. Hey, Jordan Pickford. <laughs> Just exactly. chasing after squirrels. He's running after those squirrels. Hey, that's as good as anything I was going to say, so yeah, let's go with He's that. He's a box-to-box midfielder, chasing, the, chasing those squirrels. Chasing them squirrels. <laughs> well, this one might be true. I'm going to have to say it's false, though, because I did completely oh. make it up. I just made it up because I wanted to talk about him because he has been, he was injured uh, last season for a long period of time, but we're seeing, uh, it might have gone through by the time you listen to this, a deal to bring him to Everton for £30 million. This is a goalkeeper who's played 29 times for Sunderland, making just 130 saves, <laughs> 30 million pounds. Wonderful stuff. What a world we live in. Oh, my God. English goalkeepers are nuts. I mean, Joe Hart started wearing a hat, so they had to find somebody new. Do the squirrels come with him? Like, is, that, is it a package deal? Is it Jordan and the squirrels for 30 million? Well, I think I he's going so. to Merseyside because there's much less squ- a squirrel population there than there is in the Northeast. I think that's one of the uh, reasons he's gone down well, there. Less chance of injury. I mean, smart. Goodison is, is in or next to Stanley Park, right? So they probably have a lot of squirrels there. Yeah, that's Liverpool. true. That's true. I actually got that the was... idea for this question watching the Simpsons episode where Homer's at college and he <laughs> uh, loses some attention sometime and he runs out and chases a squirrel with a stick. <laughs> Okay, if if all of the false true Arya things could be Simpsons inspired, that would be excellent. Brooks, most things I say are Simpsons inspired, so don't you worry <laughs> about that. That's a good that. point. It would also make the game very easy, but go on. <laughs> well. All right, next one for you guys. Argentina, you may know them, South American nation, quite good at the beautiful game. They only used two defenders in their formation in their recent friendly win over Singapore. Just two defenders, true or false? True. I saw it happen, and it was weird, but they still won. I would say false. You probably need zero defenders if you're Argentina to play Singapore. So Okay, Theo, let's, two, let's break this two down. Two wingbacks at best. Theo, we're going to break down your answer there. Brooks already said it's true. He witnessed it, <laughs> yet you still went false. Here's the thing, guys. I don't really subscribe to formations, statistics, etc. I find the beautiful game to be like an abstract piece of art, poetry even. <laughs> Well, Who's to say that they were defenders? Maybe Brooks thinks they're defenders with his very basic conception of the game of football <laughs> hailing from Philadelphia. Me, on the other hand, 
the intellectual that I am, I don't consider them defenders. I consider them defensive-minded attackers. Well, I Theo think, Messi uh, is the Jackson Pollock of uh, football analytics. Theo, clearly, uh, Jorge Sampaoli, the new Argentina coach who was at Sevilla, of course, feels the same way as you because he was treating this like an art project. Uh, I think it was a two... Three, four, one. he went with. Just the two defenders. Uh, but let's bear in mind, they were playing Singapore. They could have just played like four players on the field and they were still... This is what I mean. You, you have 11 players, they run about. I don't think it matters, you know, what the graphic but also I mean, says. This is the problem. Anyone who's ever played with Argentina in the FIFA video game can relate to this because they have crap defenders. And it's eight, like they have two defenders, yes. And 8,000 amazing attackers. So you want to start them all. So I don't blame them for only using two defenders. You end up with Di Maria at left back, and then exactly. it's a, all, a, all a sham. And you yeah, you have Carlos Tevez at center back. It's crazy. Yes, any excuse not to put Marcus Rojo on the pitch, I suppose, was uh, the exactly. uh, rationale behind this. But also, it looks just like the old, um, I don't know if you've read Jonathan Wilson's book, The uh, Inverting the Pyramid, where he goes on and on about the history of tactics and the, uh, the inverting the pyramid. Sounds boring. That phrase means these days you have more defenders than attackers. But back in the day, it was inverted. You had more attackers and defenders. It was an upside-down triangle, your formation. And that's what this looks like. So maybe San Paoli's just doing a, a nice homage to the 1920s with this. Theo, I'm shocked you haven't read that book after what you just said. Yeah, so basically it sounds like back then they used to play with 11 <laughs> players, and now they play with 11 players, and the team that scores the most goals wins. Did I get that right? You did get that right, and they just stand in slightly different places these days. Ah, yes. interesting. Yeah. I hope he made a lot of money off that book because it sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's sitting on a gold throne, laughing right now. With I, Johnson yeah. I hope that I hope goes in the listening. book jacket for the next edition of it. <laughs> I hope he makes a lot of money I'll, off this. I'll it write the forward <laughs> for your fucking sequel, you dickhead. Oh. Whoa, flames! Jonathan Wilson. Wilson. We don't mean that. I do we not don't condone, condone that behavior. <laughs> one. Just kidding, iota. Jonathan Wilson. I love tactics. Put put your tactics board in my face. I love it. Ryan, what's next? <laughs> next one, boy. Let's move swiftly on to the League Cup, which uh, from next season will be called the Carabao Cup. I think Carabao is like some sort of crazy energy drink. I think Chelsea was sponsored by them, maybe. Yeah. So they sponsored Chelsea's training kits. With right, like this crazy it. neon design, it's nuts. And they fueled the title run with their products. They did, yeah. Good for them. Well, this season coming, they're going to be uh, sponsoring the League Cup. Uh, the League Cup draw for the first round is going to take place uh, on Friday. If, you, if you, you might be listening to this after Friday, but it's going to be taking place in Bangkok. Is that true or false? Oh, I say, I say false. But things like this have been happening more and more. Like the Italian Super Cup has has been played in Asia and other places. And the French Super Cup has been played in the U.S. But I don't think England... This is just the draw, though. I don't think post-Brexit England would go for that. Uh, there's there's hints of truth here. I don't know if Ryan's trying to pull the, the wool over our eyes and say that it's actually happening in Maybe. Bangladesh or something of that nature. But I'm going to lean towards the sentiment being true... Uh, the League Cup is a slut. She's changed sponsors <laughs> from Capital One to Caribou. It had Carlsberg back in the day, I believe. Uh, why not do the draw in Bangkok, Bangladesh, whatever random place Ryan's about to, to clarify? <laughs> she sleeps around with sponsors, with locations, everything. 
You're right. It is a slight. It'll, it will put any old ribbons on that trophy. It doesn't care. It is a hussy when it comes to a sponsorship. And it's true. It is true. The draw is taking place really? uh, in Bangkok for no particular reason whatsoever. The only other precedent I could find for the League Cup or any other English draw taking place uh, in a place outside of England is the 1991 fifth round League Cup draw. Would you like to guess where that took place and who did the draw? Trump Tower with... Donald Trumpizo, yeah. Yeah. Correcto! <laughs> hey, who says we're not a soccer nation? The president did the fucking League Cup draw, and we got the World Cup coming here? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Open it up, FIFA. That video is bananas, by the way. Yeah. There's a video of it on YouTube, and it is weird. The, the video is strange. It's Trump talking about how he's looking forward to the World Cup, which is coming up in 1994, of course. He's pulling balls out that say, like, Petersburg and Huddersfield and nodding along, pretending he knows what the words he's hearing are sounding like, which is a bit like <laughs> the stuff he does every day these days, isn't it? Are you thinking of opening a store in England? Well, I think we're going to maybe go over there and watch a couple uh, of these games. Well, take, take my <laughs> advice. You can open one in Leeds, but don't go to Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> Do you play football at all? Well, I used to play, and we call it here soccer. And that's that's right. It's never, uh, it's never worked out as well in the United States as it has elsewhere, but... Uh, although we're having the World Cup pretty soon coming to the United States, so that should be great. But it's a great game. I love soccer. I played actually in high school. I played soccer. In conclusion, the League Cup is a thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, got a couple more for you here, guys. North Korea, everyone's favorite Korea. They might co-host the 2030 <laughs> World Cup. True or false? 2030. 2030. That's uh, no, future. That's future. <laughs> I say true because once they blow up the world, they'll be the only ones left, and they'll have the World Cup all of themselves. Did you say they? Did you say they might co-host it? Yeah. I'll say true. Like, who's to say they might not? Like, fuck it. I don't know. That's true. We might co-host it. To be fair, the way you the way you phrased it makes it automatically true. They might. I don't know yeah. if they're gonna, but they <laughs> might. True. Dirty tackle, dirty Tacalonia, and Outer Mongolia might co-host it too. That is in the realm <laughs> yes. of possibility. To be fair, we haven't made our nation yet, but we will. It's only a matter of time. Uh, this yeah, one... get those Patreon donations in so we can found our yeah. new country. Fifteen grand, and we'll make a country. <laughs> You heard it here first. Is that all it costs? Fifteen grand? Wow, we should do for that us. Right yeah, now. it's only a three-man country plus Bobo. Who we should start a couple out, so. countries. Anyway, I don't want to share a country with Theo. Anyway, let's. Uh... <laughs> Twenty grand for Theo's country. I will. Voice. I will reveal that this one is true. Uh, this was a statement made by South Korea's president saying if uh, the two nations, North and South Korea, could host a World Cup together, including other neighboring uh, countries in Northeast Asia too, it would help create peace in the region. And they would like President Infantino to be a vehicle for that peace, if you will. Now, the one caveat of this news is that North Korea have not given any statement about it whatsoever. They're not the best of friends with South Korea, as you might have known if you followed any history. They're not the best of friends with any other nation. So there might be extremely, very little chance of this happening. But hey, it's been mooted. It's on the table. North Korea, you're up. Your move. Well, according to North Korean uh, news, they host every year and they win every year. So take that. <laughs> they do. Their dear leader does not lie. One more for you guys before I wrap this up. Arda Turan. He's uh, not had the best of years, it's fair to say. He's been poor this year because he's addicted to McDonald's. Is that true or false? <laughs> All right. Specifically, filet o fishes. If, if this is true, then it's some sort of McDonald's viral marketing campaign because I don't buy it. Hang on, what's the, just before I go on, what's the plural of filet o fishes? Is it filets o fish? Fishy. F fishes o filets. Okay. 
It just gets, go fishies, I feel like. Anyway, yeah. what do you think? I'm going to say true. He moved to Barcelona. They have a fantastic Mick Cafe on the Corte Inglés there. <laughs> As I said last time, beautiful croissants, donuts, pastries, coffees. True. La Masia okay. is fueled by McDonald's. That's all they feed those kids. That's what they yeah. don't tell you. Messi's steroids as a kid were actually McChicken sandwiches. <laughs> they, were, they were Big Macs. <laughs> don't let anybody fool you. If we ever want to become a soccer nation, we feed the kids Big Macs. Those sweet nuggets and sweet and sour sauce. Mm, that's what it takes. That's what it takes to get yeah. to the top. Got to get that Mulan Szechuan sauce or whatever it's called. All right, so yeah, is this true or false, Ryan? This one, I'm afraid, is false. Arda Turan is not addicted to McDonald's. He's addicted to another one of life's modern vices. Allegedly, he likes a bit of a bet. Now, um, he's been had some uh, strange behavior lately, uh, assaulting that 70-year-old journalist on a plane recently for a Turkish national game. Uh, the leak out there, or the rumor out there uh, from a Barcelona-based reporter, is that he's li- been losing so much money at a local casino in Catalonia that it's made his financial situation unviable. So, of course, this isn't really something to laugh about if someone's got a gambling problem, but... You know, not good times happening with uh, with maybe uh, somebody Instagram. bet him to beat up the journalist, and then he got some money back. <laughs> oh. Oh. Like I bet you won't, and he was like, "No, yeah, no, I will." Joey Barton like, bet oh. him to beat up the journalist, and that's <laughs> yeah. what happened. Yeah, maybe someone you bet him know. to be shit for Barcelona last season. Maybe that's what <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. It's levels. Well, that would explain his shoe throwing ep- episode too. Is it, were there odds on shoe throwing on that game? Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that episode. Before, I must have missed it. Before there were odds on Wayne Shaw eating a pie during a match, there was odds on Arda Turan throwing a shoe during a match, and no one noticed. <laughs> we need to investigate this immediately. FIFA, get on it. Anyway, that was true, are you, ladies and gents? In traditional fashion, I did not keep score, so let's say that the winner win. was North I Korea. I definitely won. It was North Korea. Oh, Sorry. Hey there, fully grown adults. Are you a big fan of 18-year-old American soccer sensation Christian Pulisic? Of course I am. Well, then you need to join the official Christian Pulisic fan club. Christian Pulisic fan club? That's right. For a small membership fee of just $5,000 a month, you'll get a super cool poster of Christian to hang in your office and make all your co-workers so jelly. He's dreaming. You'll also get all of his Snapchats faxed to you so you can keep up to date with the embodiment of all your hopes and dreams even when he's using that newfangled technology millennials won't shut up about. No one's faxed me in 20 years. Thanks, Christian. Hi, I'm a recording of Christian Pulisic. Join my official fan club today and we'll be friends forever. That's right, call 1-800-USA-SAVIOR now and we'll even throw in a second poster of Christian Photoshop to be holding the World Cup trophy while riding a unicorn through a triple rainbow over Mount Rushmore. Unlike my kids, Christian Pulisic will never disappoint me. I love you, Christian. It's Transformageddon! Ah! Transformageddon, smashing your face in. Transformageddon, gonna discuss some deals. Oh yeah. Put the transfers in my body now. Strap the bag of transfers on. It's time to talk business. Image rights in your face. Manu Rayola. Jorge Mendez. Super agents of the world, it's transfer time. 
lots of money for English players who suck. They suck, they suck, and they're expensive. It is Transformageddon time. It's the time everybody loves, no one more than me. I love strapping the hot bag of transfers to myself. Fuels me on a day-to-day basis. Boys, are you ready to talk about some transfers that will never, ever, ever happen? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Dope. Okay, transfer rumor number one. Your boy Killian Mbappé. Mbappé McFappy. Now they're saying <laughs> they're saying he is going to go to Liverpool. This is what I call your weekly Mbappé update, where a <laughs> once big English club leaks to the press that they're going to bid for the best player in the world and never, ever come close to buying him. Do you guys agree? Yeah, so last week it was Arsenal. We talked about how laughable that was. Now it's Liverpool. It's like everyone just throwing their hat in the ring. I think it'll be Sunderland next. Maybe Aston Villa will go after him. <laughs> uh, Huddersfield, definitely. They, they need something to hang their hat on. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, there's no way this is happening. Or uh, If there is a transfer Magedometer, I'm going to give this like a, a half out of ten. Never going to happen. A half of what? What's what's the scale of that of that meter? Uh, ten it's is- a cash meteor. Yeah. It's, it's like a small one. It's a cash meteorite. Ten is something that actually will happen. Zero is uh, Kylian Mbappe to Liverpool. <laughs> Give it half a Mino Rayola out of five? Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. This, to me, is even more ridiculous than the Arsenal one. Arsenal at least turn over huge profits year after year. They just refuse to spend them. Liverpool, uh, less so, I believe. No chance. Next up, Diego Costa, the oft-rumored striker that just won the Premier League title with Chelsea. We know he's on the move because we've seen a text transcript release between him and his boss, Antonio Conte, that went a little something like this. Conte, thank you for your contribution to Chelsea this season. I'm sorry to inform you that you are no longer in the plans. Costa said, okay. And that was that. (laughs) (laughs) That was a gripping reenactment. Yeah, I mean, I can only work with what I'm given, and I'm pretty sure those are the receipts. Anywho, that means he's out. Great season for him. Doesn't matter. Conti doesn't care. Sounds like he could be on the move to AC Milan, who have had a nice cash injection from their new ownership. There's also a rumor floating around that he could go to Atletico for the first half of the season, given their transfer ban, just to help him out. Doubt Chelsea's down with that. We'll see what happens. Boys, what do you think? Actually, it's the other way around. He could go on a loan and wait it's out too fu- transfer it's embargo. too fucking confusing really <laughs> like i'm go. not gonna say it again it's very and then go confusing. To Atletico. it's also a rumor i've never read so let's just talk who, about who it. goes on a half season loan anyway what's that about someone who desperately wants to go back to a club that has a transfer embargo <laughs> <laughs> why isn't he just like get a season ticket and just like watch them for the first half of the season <laughs> Whoever's leaking these transfer embargo, like, benevolent stories about all the strikers trying to, like, oh, we need to go play for Athleti because they have a transfer embargo. No, that's bullshit. None of this is true. (laughs) Well, Griezmann, that's what he's doing. I mean, that that proved true. Is that what he's doing? Well, yeah. That might not be his exact reasoning, but, yeah. I think Costa is desperate to go to China and bathe in bags of Yuan. (laughs) I think if this was next summer, he would definitely do that. But I think he wants a shot at the World Cup. So uh, I think yeah. he's going to try and stay in Europe. But fuck if I know where he's going to go. No idea. <laughs> Excellent insight there. Thank you. I mean, I'm sad to see him leave Chelsea because he played so good. I mean, he did have some injury issues, so that was troublesome. But I could see him going to Milan. I think he'd work well there. 
But for, we, well. we got to look at this for Conte to send in that text for their relationship to be that fractured and frail for it to be like, hi, Diego, I hope you're well. Won't need you next season. For them not to even have that conversation face to face, there must have been something going on, and Costa must be difficult to work with. You'd have well, to think it doesn't look it doesn't look well for it doesn't look good for other managers who might be taking him on, does it? This is my theory. So I think Conte sent him that text, hoping to anger him, so Diego Costa would come and try and fight him, and they could have like a battle royal to the death, and thoroughly enjoy it because they they're both violent maniacs yeah i i mean i think the two of them would never work right there's just too much aggression on the table uh the fact that they were able to get through this season without uh, a melee or a dismemberment and also win the premier league title is super impressive mm-hmm. um but given that text receipt i want to actually take the other side around i want to say shouts to them for a very amicable breakup you know in this day and age where people's personal business is dragged through the mud through the streets everyone's yelling at each other <laughs> nobody wants to break up da, da, da. for them to just trade two texts and end it with an okay cheers to the modern relationship between diego costa and antonio uh, Theo, you're missing out the bit where diego costa read the text out to the worldwide media it, it, it wasn't yeah, quite classy when happy. that bit happened did it hey the transcript said he said okay a-okay with me. <laughs> okay and then did he send another text saying by the way i'm gonna tell every journalist about this is that okay <laughs> I think he just kept that one to himself. So maybe in the, in maybe there's a bit of spite in the relationship. But hey, I, g- given the times, impressive from those two. I really wish Antonio Conte just sent him a series of emojis to decipher. So he'd like, be sitting there trying to combine these emojis to mean, you're gone, see you later. That'd be fun. He knew he didn't have the mental capacity. He's a caveman. <laughs> Moving on. A puzzle. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, the god with the injured knee, um, he's going to be on the move. Manchester United announced that they will be releasing him after one year of what some would call Premier League domination, others would call a sixth-place finish. I'm not on either side. I don't really care. He dominated the team, let him down. Sure, we'll go with that. The rumored landing spots for him as of now are LA Galaxy, the corniest named club in all of soccer, and (laughs) Zenit St. Petersburg. Not even close. What about Runcorn, who we spoke about last week? Yeah, that's literally the corniest. I think that's just like lost in translation. It's not like about corn. Anywho. <laughs> LA Galaxy, they've been rumored to be after Zlatan for like a decade now. That's one option. And then there's Zenit St. Petersburg. Recently, he was the subject of a tweet that was quickly deleted by Zenit. It was a photo of Zlatan in their kit with some Russian words that I have no idea what they said. But it seemed like they were unveiling him and jumped the gun and then deleted it. And No. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so adding to the mystery is the fact that they also followed him. And they only follow like 90 people on Twitter. Um, and they're like all their players and, and staff and stuff. So, I would love it if they didn't sign him and they're just trying really hard to sign him. Wouldn't that be hilarious really if it's like a giant yeah. troll job? I think they just really want to sign him. So meanwhile, to try and prove to his suitors that he's ready... Zlatan Instagrammed a video, a very bizarre video, of himself in a bed, and you hear this, like, spaghetti western music playing, and he slowly pulls the sheet up to reveal that he's wearing his boots in bed. (laughs) And it's interesting. We should play the sound for it now, because just the audio is weird. quite sure what to make of the Instagram video or uh, I mean it's possible that Zlatan was talking to Zenit uh, 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 ZZ Top 
Is that a good the alliteration? Guys? The possibilities are endless. It's yeah, just fantastic. So many, uh, so many Z-related references there. As for LA yeah. Galaxy, I thought it was all about LAFC. He was going to be like the flag- flagship star for uh, the brand new uh, Will Ferrell vehicle. Well, that was rumor too, but <laughs> I think they're so desperate for Chicharito that they've abandoned all of their prospects and they're just following uh, him around everywhere he goes. Yeah, the spaghetti western music might mean he's off to LA one way or another. Um, the blue boots in bed. I'm gonna say that has nothing to do with transfer. Just a just a lifestyle choice. Who doesn't sleep in their boots? Oh, I think he does. But I sleep in my uh, Adidas Nemesis. By the way, they're very comfortable. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you tried that out. See, I think Zlatan only uses the LA Galaxy as like his like side piece to make someone else jealous. Like whenever he wants to try and get someone else interested in him, he goes to the Galaxy and. Gets them all worked up and makes it sound like oh. he might go to them. All due respect to the Galaxy, but you could get a better side piece, couldn't you? But then someone else swoops in and leaves the Galaxy high and dry with their tub of ice cream. <laughs> I think he's just enamored with uh, potential like Instagram captions of like being the biggest star in the Galaxy and like some of those corny lines. I think that just plays right into his brand, so he's like excited by it. Might not do it. Well, I've actually changed my opinion on this deal since we've been having this conversation based on what Theo just said about the spaghetti western music and the link to the west, to, to Los Angeles. I didn't even think about that. That's a good link. I like that. I think it's definitely he's going to be going to L.A. No, I think Zlatan just wears his boots and walks around his house, you know, listening to western music, like pretending he's Clint Eastwood. This is the tough part about Transformageddon is when you read the signs too closely, you may yeah. be missing the message. And that's the exactly. best part. Do you know what I'd like to hear, by the way? Clint Eastwood do like reads Latin quotes. Yeah. Latin doesn't do auditions. That'd be good. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> we need to make that happen. All right, Theo, do we have any more transfer rumors to go through? Yeah, we got a couple more. So Alexis Sanchez, uh, the grumpiest Arsenal player around. I will take him over Mesut Ozil any hour of the day. Um, he wants the fuck out of Arsenal. Who doesn't? <laughs> so oh, Arsene Wenger doesn't. The current rumors. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one guy. Uh, the current rumors have him in a season-long love affair with Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. Um, they're often seen when the two teams playing each other, hugging after, canoodling, maybe a bit of necking on, if you will. Um, <laughs> the other suitor is Bayern Munich. It sounds in the presses like... Arsenal is only letting him go to Bayern, and they don't want him to stay in the Premier League because they know he's quality, even though when he played for Arsenal, he just held the ball for seconds and minutes at a time and just misfired passes. Um, Do you guys see him ending up at either of these two clubs? I see it being much more likely going to Bayern because Arsenal would never, as a principle, sell to Manchester City. They'd never, they've never done. Oh wait, oh wait, no. (laughs) Except all those times that they did, they they do it constantly. Actually, no, they they do it constantly. Right. See, that's why I'm hoping that he goes to Man City, because if it happens one more time with Alexis Sanchez, of all players, one of their best players going to Manchester, you know, they had Van Persie go to United, they had, uh, was it Adebayor to Man City? Yeah, they had Adebayor, a bunch, they had a whole bunch of Senya, Gael Clichy. Exactly. Gael Clichy, yeah. Um, so if it happens one more time, and this time in the age of Arsenal fan TV, I think the reaction would be spectacular. It would be total madness. I mean, if I'm Arsenal, I got to cut bait with this guy. He's a super talented footballer, but 
definitely doesn't seem like he's uh, up for the program that they have going on out there. Well, and uh, also they'll get a ton of money that they won't spend. So how they do you will turn get that a ton down? of money, right? That's that's always nice for the coffers. Add to that bank um, balance. But if you look at the you know the pictures, the gifts, the videos of, of Alexis and, and Pep uh, snuggling throughout the year, it's endearing. And I think there's you know you can't deny true love, and I think those two have it. So who am I to stop it? Yeah, sounds good to me. I'm, I'm all for it. I approve of their relationship. Hey, Ryan, you want to talk about this English keeper or whatever? Yeah, I brought him up earlier in the show. Jordan Pickford, uh, the deal uh, which is on the table, which might have happened by the time this uh, podcast here hits the here airwaves. Boy. Here, Jordan Pickford. Is, uh, <laughs> squirrels. Squirrels uh, everywhere. If he can continue to not chase squirrels for long enough, he'll confirm a £30 million <laughs> deal with Everton, obviously getting himself back into the Premier League after Sunderland went down. So we've got £30 million for a goalkeeper who couldn't keep his team up, who only played 29 times in the league last season who is only six years old as well. Uh, he's, <laughs> I'm kidding, he, he's, he's 23. He's a baby. Well is, is that in but dog years or what? My, 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 <laughs> my question for you here is, if Pickford's worth 30 million, what's David De Gea worth? He must be worth like oh. 4 billion or something. I mean, oh, well, apparently Real Madrid don't want De Gea anymore. Apparently uh, Sergio Ramos and Zidane went to Florentino Perez and convinced him to stick with Keylor Navas after uh, their latest success in the Champions League and, and La Liga. So if Real Madrid won't pay over the odds for De Gea, who will? I'd say De Gea is worth probably around 50, but if he was English, he'd be worth around 3 billion. No, mm-hmm. I'd say more than 50. I'd say more than 50. English or not. 51? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The Arsene Wenger school of valuation. 50 and 1. 50 million and one, yeah. yeah. 50 plus one. Mm-hmm. Oh, transfers. Ah, I feel so relieved we got some good transfers in. I can, I can sleep easy now. Do you feel rejuvenated now? You can make it through another week of life? I feel okay, like I have good. power. I have power invested in the transfers. If only yeah. we had at least another two months or so to talk about nothing but transfers. Transfers! <laughs> We're coming back next week with more fucking transfers. The transfers never end! Except when the window closes. But, but the even then, they don't. Actually don't end. <laughs> yeah, they never, ever do. All right, so with that, that is the show, at least the main part of the show. Um, the bad part. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to producer Bobo Martino. Bobo. You're the man that makes it happen. We couldn't do it without you. And once again, please consider contributing to patreon.com slash tackle. And if you do, you'll be able to hear our next segment because we're not done here. We've only just begun. We're just warming so, up get on that and while you're getting on things email us dirtytackle at gmail.com check out our new website dirtytackle.net on whatahowler.com brand new site looks pretty uh, there's a new video on the site we got Sarah Silverman we got Will Arnett we got Jack Black all promoting Howler Magazine it's a really funny video uh, on social media on Instagram slash dirtytackle you can see my crazy outfit bomb pop outfit bomb pop man at dirtytackle on Twitter at Dirty Tackle on Facebook. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, at Olivia Wilde. O-L-I-V-I-A-W-I-L-D-E. Oh, the e, the e at the end. That's a nice touch. I like that. E. Okay. Theo, what is your Twitter handle? At Theo Messi DT. We're nearing 100 followers. My 100th yeah. follower. If, Let's get if Theo it's a, some followers. Hey, Let's get... hey. My 100th follower, if it's not a porn bot, I will say hi to <laughs> on Twitter. 
I think you'd do that even if it was a porn bot. Even if it is. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to tell. <laughs> All right, so that's the end of the main show. So we'll see you next week or on Extra Time. So check it out. I love you. Bye. Patreon.com slash Dirty Taco. Consider it. Adios, muchachos. Transfers. Give us the money. Ha, 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 ha.